only dance to reggae and calypso. She won't go mad in her title. She only dance to reggae and calypso. See the killers make racks, it's vital. She only dance to reggae and calypso. But better boom bang for a rap. Okay, okay, okay. Who's that? Um, Reggae and Calypso, Russ, Russ YV. Yes, YV is a young gunner that we know is uh, Kay's best friend's nephew. Kay's best friend's nephew. Yeah, Yeah, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Just just totally forgot that. But yeah, he's doing his thing, he's doing his thing. Is he he a young driller? He's a young driller. He's a... He's got the wave thing. He's got the drill thing. All right. And um, that song, I think, got to number two. Or number, two in, number two in what? <laughs> UK. I don't, UK understand. I don't, I don't get the charts anymore. Yeah. When I was growing up, it was Top of the Pops, and that was the charts. I'm not sure we well, still run the UK, same chart like system. Drill chart no, no, no. We're talking about top 10. These guys these like, guys are UK so now. So you're telling me if we Top are, of the Box was still on TV right this now, would be, be they on, would be on Top of the Pops. If Top of the Box was on right now, it would be, it would be full of Diggity, Century C. Yeah, like RD, like, which is Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild. What do you listen to these days? Oh, brother, I listen to all sorts of shit, man. Okay. Anyway, right. Before we go into that, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to episode five of your girl's crusty foot podcast. My name Yuri. Mr. T. And our special guest for today. FA. There we go. Alright, FA is um FA is actually Yuri's brother. Okay. I'm gonna throw it out they there from, from yeah, Jump. Like <laughs> that was the pass to the show. But he's already shown me within like the little pre before we start recording how much he's bringing today he's like a wealth of information <laughs> and knowledge well well traveled intelligent mother what Jeez. what did you just tell me about cereal why was cereal invented <laughs> this is gonna blow your mind people <laughs> well basically kellogg's the the guy who invented the company kellogg's and yeah. shit, he had this idea that um that one of the things ruining the youth of today uh was the spice in the food and all like the exciting food. So he thought if he created the blandest, plainest food for everyone that they had for breakfast, that it would stop masturbation. So he basically created Kellogg's cereal, cornflakes, to stop masturbation. To stop masturbation. Well, that blew my mind. <laughs> just, yeah, it doesn't I, make any sense. Exactly, <laughs> I'm still trying to get the logic. Like, you, right, so I, I, as, he, as he was saying it, and he said the spice thing, I suddenly thought of like us and the spices we eat and our virility, and oh, I thought maybe that was a thing. He travelled oh. to the continent. So these these negroes, they eat lots of spice and they they produce a lot, a lot of sperm. So maybe he was thinking maybe the bland food counteract that. I'm Can't. not sure what year it is, but I'm going to assume it's like the early 1900s, and if that's the case. Like a lot of things back then, like marijuana, for example, the whole reason it was demonized is because so many Mexican people were coming into America smoking. So it's the same thing. If you have this idea of like Hispanic or black people being all crazy and because that was the idea, we were all emotionally, you know, disruptive and like <laughs> everything we were any any situation. Disruptive. We, exactly. So um Oscars. I, and like <laughs> Literally, I'm surprised it took that long to be I'm, fair. Like, a Will Smith reference within three minutes of the show. Are we trying to see clear that all exactly? If Kellogg's was still about, he'd have been like, he's not mm. eating his cornflakes. He was eating his cornflakes, man. It's really chilled. Um, I'm just saying. But um, yeah, it's weird. It's yeah, wild. with this whole cannabis thing, I was actually thinking on the way here, yeah. When are we actually going to legalize cannabis in this country? When the Tory party? I thought it was legal. I thought it was like semi-legal now, so no, you can CBD is legal. Uh, Shout out Infusions uh, UK. Infusions <laughs> UK. All right, listen. These cookies, these cakes are a different level. If you ever want a cake, it's not only going to hit the right spot in terms of your THC CBD levels, but also taste scrumptious. Mm. Infusions UK is a place to go. Check them out on Instagram. Infusions UK. Anyway, CBD is legal. But cannabis isn't, like, with THC. Right. So, in America, what, we've got, obviously, Amsterdam. We've got Spain. Canada. We've Canada, Canada, the whole of Canada. Uruguay, same, same thing, whole of Europe. Uruguay, that is, that is the most Switzerland, random thing to know. I think parts of Germany. Did Thailand? One Asian country. Oh, I don't know about, no. Thailand, you know Thailand's very harsh on drugs. I swear, I thought Thailand, you could buy, like, weed on, on pieces. In Thailand, you will get put to prison for for, for, yeah. for three what months. What countries that you can buy weed on the pieces? One of them, oh, Cambodia, no, Thailand. It is, it is Thailand, and it is Cambodia as well, but right. they don't, it's not legal. Right? This is someone that's travelled, like, just left this country and decided to travel for two years <laughs> all over, like, yeah, all over yeah, the world. That's yeah. another interesting thing. But, yeah, thing. They, they, the, the rules out there are wild. Like as in on one in, like one instance, like tuk tuk drivers are like out here trying to shop 
meth and shit, like all sorts of stuff. Mm. But like the police catch you with half a zoo, they can put legitimately you, put you in prison for six months. Do they, or is it like a kind of thing they can, but it's not really done? I don't know. I've There's the bribe culture as well. To bribe themselves out yeah, exactly. Okay. There's yeah. the bribe culture. Have they got the cup of tea thing over there? I know in China you got like a custom where you sit down with a cup of tea with a police officer, mm. and that is your chance to make an offer of money. Well, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw it out there. He got, you know what I mean? What As happened? In, not to put myself on blast or anything, <laughs> but like, obviously I was this on- This is your girl's crusty foot, man. Exactly. Everything's open. Obviously I was on, I was traveling and it's a different mindset when you're traveling. Uh-huh. You know, you're doing your own thing. Yeah. Anyway, disclaimer out there. But <laughs> what happened <laughs> What happened to me was I was, uh, I was, I was at this hostel in Cambodia. And um, I'm going to leave out some details. Okay. Leave out some don't details, don't leave out the details. <laughs> leave, he will know what details I'm leaving out, but like they're not details that'll take away from the store. They will take away from the store. Okay, I'm going to look at you and try and guess what the details are. Yeah, yeah, are. sure. Right. Give it your best. But um, anyway, we were at this hostel. We were all drunk. And it was like end of the night, go to the strip. That was the way you did it. Everyone lady boys. That went that way. Wow. You say details on leaving out. This is Cambodia. This is Cambodia. So less lady boys, more more Thailand. That's the that's the image. Anyway, um, on the strip, this is the piss take of it all. Right. This wasn't even mine. My fault. I was like, we were there was you know these sometimes they have clubs where the music's like pouring around to the streets and everyone's like dancing on the Mm. road and thing. Anyway. I was with my hostel friends who are now my best friends for like the last week. So, you know, anyway, man's like, oh, let's go to the, let's go somewhere else. Hold this for me. I'm going to the toilet. Gives me literally, when I say this much of a zoo, mm. this much of a zoo, like I didn't even, to the point that I didn't even know it was a zoo. I just thought it was giving me a cigarette. Holding it, within three seconds, this small Cambodian man comes over, holds my hand. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> He's like waving over. I'm like, what's going And then I see, Three policemen coming, <laughs> coming over towards what, me. So he was just a civilian who snitched. A civilian just out Imagine, there looking no. for tourists to snitch on. No, like, that is that is <laughs> Cambodian Karenism. Karenism, outrageous. At its best. Anyway, this guy comes over, like holds my hand. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? He's like, come with me. You need to come with me. And shit takes me down. Takes me down to some alley. No one has seen me go. By the way, no. like the boy who I'm chilling with. Who's doing He's it? still in the toilet. He's in the toilet. So I'm now going with these three officers around a corner to some alleyway. And I'm just, sit- I'm just sitting there. He sits down. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, I get this. I understand what's going on here. Look, I've never taken drugs in my life. This isn't mine, but whatever we can do, let's sort it out. Let's sort it out. Let's talk. He's like, our captain's coming. Chill out. <laughs> relax. I'm like, all right, cool. Man heard the accent and said, I saw he was black and said, look, <laughs> let's not discuss it here. Our captain is coming. Our captain's coming. Three, few, few minutes later, two more officers come down. I'm like, okay, cool. The, the captain is like, same guy says the same thing to me when I try and talk to him. Literally for like about 20 minutes, more officers are just showing up down this alleyway where it's just me chilling, black man in Cambodia, <laughs> probably one of six fucking, and then like 10 officers just surrounding me. 10 officers just surrounding me. They've taken the little zoo, they're taking like little pictures of it, putting in like little little rulers next to it, got in like a little evidence bag. I'm to the point where I'm like, I bet you could even you could even test that to fucking but I was like, whatever. It's fine, I get this game. Captain finally shows up and he's like, Okay, okay, you know, you know this is illegal in my country. I give him the whole spiel about look, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he's like, Cool, okay, I hear you. Still, this is six months in jail, in Cambodian jail. So that's what has to happen now. And I was like, well, is it what has to happen now? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, are you sure? <laughs> like, and he's like, that's the, that's the only way. And I was like, well, look, I get that you guys are all working people. You're all trying to do your best. Like I said, this isn't mine. And I'm sure if you took me in and you tested me, you'd be able to see that it isn't. I have no, I've never had marijuana before, so it couldn't be in my blood system. So if you want to go down that route, it's fine. Hell of a gamble. We didn't even dare yet. So he's just like, anyway, he's like, I'm just trying to get him to, to, offer, to ask me to bribe him. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, listen. You see all these men here? They're all here to, to call it quits. $1,600. I 
and then you can walk away. And I've been traveling for a while, and it's not like I went traveling with <laughs> with a lot of money. Like, so I was like, I already knew how much money was in my account. It wasn't one thousand six hundred. Like, like dollars, 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 not Cambodian dollars. Yeah, like dollars, dollars. 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 He clarified that U.S. dollars. Wow. Like, uh, and I knew at, at best I had four hundred pound in my account. I haven't paid for my hostel yet. I still have like two flights to get. I don't know what. Uh, I'm already getting to the point of like plans are uh, already. Let alone this fucking spanner coming at me. So at that point, like it all, everything just calmed down in my head because yeah. I was like, "You have no choice. You need to get this down from one thousand six hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars. And then if you can get that there, you can you'll be fine. And then over the so I was like, "Look, I don't have that kind of money. I I'm." I'm broke. Like I, I'm literally traveling back to the UK tomorrow in, in like two days. I'm at the end of my travels. I haven't got that kind of money. I can give you $250. I swear to God, I can give you that now and you'll be good. And he basically laughed in my face. He's like, look at these men. Look at these men. <laughs> They've been waiting here for 10 minutes, like for an hour. It's a hustle. Like, if you, and he was like, you know what? Let me call my captain. I was like, of course. Oh my God. I thought he was the oh, captain. Yes, mm-hmm. He was not the captain. <laughs> he goes on the phone, calls talk, talking off in the corner, blah, blah, blah. Comes back. All right. 1,200. Oh my God. I was like, I'm not joking. The, the reality hasn't changed from when we last <laughs> talked. Like, I have $250. <laughs> Same thing happens again, like, after about 10 minutes. Down to, like, I think he took it down. I think it was one more, and then he took it down to, like, 600. And he was like, I'm not going down lower than this. If you can't do this, we have to take you into the station. And that's when I was like, then you have to take me into the station? <laughs> I've never taken drugs in my life. <laughs> in my life. And if you want to drug test me, you can drug test me. I feel like you can do what you want. I apologize to all of you for wasting your time, but I have 250 pounds in my account, full stop. You can take that or you can take me in. Calls this captain one last time. He's like, okay, sorry. And he gets to, and he takes all my, all my shit, my phone, and my, I think I don't think I have my passport, and just give him my bank card and gets two officers to escort me to the cash point. They stay at both sides of the, so the camera, camera, camera can't pick them up. I take out the money. Take out the money, walk back, give it, shake his hand, shake all their hands. Walking to the strip, immediately see my boy. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I was like, "Brav." Let's oh, just, let's just, yeah. So that, yeah, it was. That is why black people are so wary about traveling. See this little it two is. year after uni travel around the world thing. It's, mm. it's, uh, there's, there's, no, but it's. It, I I recommend it though. Oh, I recommend it, but, but it's not God, easy. Damn, it's, it's this, this, is, this is why people are scared of it. We used to watch um banged up abroad, oh. and literally just shit ourselves like. Cause the smallest thing like that suddenly man's banged up in Cambodian in places. That's the last place yeah. you want to go to jail. Nope. I guess it was I was really conscious of the fact that the last thing I wanted to go to jail. Oh, on like, <laughs> like a, on a Thursday night and just with nothing on me. That's it, it was um it was good. But I knew, I knew. Like I've been traveling for a while and you get the idea from people that one people give bribes way too easily. Like, How long did you travel for in general? Um, well, I was, I was in New Zealand for a year and then I was going around like Southeast Asia for about five, five-ish, six months. Okay. So so that was the part where I wasn't working. So I was Were like, you the only black person traveling around or did you meet other I black met, people? Every now and again, you'd meet one. And you'd, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like you literally, you couldn't, you couldn't because it was so rare that you'd just see one and you'd be like, I just got it. So it was rare. Yeah. It was yeah, of rare. Of course it is. How many black people, mm. you know, go traveling after? There yeah, was one other, like maybe two black people who I was friends with in New Zealand that, and my friends with, there were the two black people I saw about. Black mm. people um, in New Zealand. Oh like, no, in the hostel. But yeah. then to be fair, then I was seeing some girl who was black and she knew quite a few black people. So there were, there was a, but was a tight, you know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. end of the world, man. There ain't no yeah. black people there. But I say in New Zealand, I don't know the racial makeup. Obviously, you got like, it's um, white. It's, like just, it's white and Maori. So they've oh, got okay. Aborigines in they, Australia. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But what's the they have black Maori, version? Maori. So the Maoris class themselves as black? No. Okay. They're Maori. They're their own thing. Yeah. They're, yeah, South, yeah exactly. they're, they're probably closer to like. Um, Polynesian uh, or something. Yeah, probably, exactly. Yeah. So they're, and they're huge. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. like everyone yeah. from yeah. South Pacific. This, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what, what it is. It is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That's, what, that's what's given the rock is. The size. rock kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, just, yeah. they're just fucking wench. Yeah. Like, not even wench, just like, just masses. They're of all people. blacks, basically. They're all blacks, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like they're from like a warrior culture. I didn't, I should have probably looked into their, their culture more. <laughs> so there's there. no like black blacks, just random like blacks. You've got, oh, see, yeah, 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 you look yeah, just yeah. like me. As in, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, okay. but they were like people, you know, like if you, <laughs> if you kind of see like the diaspora from like uh, Africa, 
you know, like quite a few people go to Europe, quite a few people go to America, they start to thin out. But everywhere <laughs> yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. you'll see, you'll see, you'll see Nigerians. Yeah. 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 I was waiting for it. I know there's Nigerians. There will be a Nigerian on every, every country. Fact, I know this. I was waiting for it. Crazy. Like probably a Yoruba as well. Not even just a Nigerian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, oh. I would go as far to say there's a Yoruba person in almost oh, every country. God. I wouldn't be surprised there's like a little little Nigerian North Korea. Yeah. If we ever get like an <laughs> uh, African China, so to when I say African China, I mean like a superpower rise up. Wakanda. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It was gonna be Nigeria. It will for me. Come more like resource woman just in terms of finance and how Nigerians move like no, man. I, I think it has to be. Well, it is the eighth most populated country in the world. Yeah, but if population meant Yeah, money. financially, they're not doing so, too badly, either. It's not. not mm, well, individually. It's, <laughs> exactly. It stays with certain people. Like, the country financially is doing terrible. Yeah. Because, is it? Oh, the, the, the gap between rich and poor is Well, yeah, is, okay, is the disparity, huge. yeah. Inequalities. It's huge. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of places, you know, but, yeah. But that is the It turns like their GDP and... That's the thing. As in, if a country is poor, there will always be rich people. Like North Korea's got probably got a few billionaires in there. Well, maybe not North Korea because that's a bit too wild. But like you know, all these Eastern Bloc countries, they all have rich people. But yeah. The, the measure of a country is how le- little inequality there. Well, is. I always say like the middle class. How much, how how affluent their middle class is. If um, they have a middle class. Yeah. If yeah. they have a middle class. Yeah. I don't. I don't even. Know I think nowadays they're growing to have more of a middle class in Nigeria, but. From when I grew up, there was just rich and poor. Basically, mm. yeah. That's it. Like, it's there's a, no middle class line. So in terms of the country's worth, as in like how they stand economically compared to other countries, as in... Yeah, no, Nigeria's making money. Yeah. But that's the problem. And the reason that... Well, Better than Ghana? Yeah. No, yeah, 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 Nigeria you look at the table, so I think much resources. Yeah, of course, of course. But like, and you know, and people as well. Like, in entrepreneurial shit. Like, there's people doing stuff. But the problem is... Just the system of Nigeria is just so deeply corrupt. Yeah. And it's the reason why I don't think that, you know, that Wakanda will happen. I feel like it's more likely to happen from a country like Ghana or a country that hasn't got all those resources corrupt, yeah. that resources. breed yeah. the corruption. Yeah, I love exactly. the Ghanaian um, president, prime minister, however it's turned there. But like, mm. whenever I hear that guy talk, I feel like, yeah, he, he is some Him and the Rwandan president, I feel like them two guys there. They are the kind they of figures kind of we unity, need. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you, niggas, yeah. you need to kind of unite Africa and kind of move on. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I think it also stems back to what you said the other day about um, just because we're black, do we have to have a unified stance? No, I mean it's it's crazy. Obviously, like Africa being so big, you would never like you kind of expect like okay, you don't look at the difference of some from Burkina Faso and Congo, like might be vast cultural differences yeah. but like kind of in the western diaspora it's like but um yeah i don't know man um i i i i, I choose to believe there's hope <laughs> i choose to believe there's no reason not to believe there's hope though like you think about asia like all of the top fastest growing economies in the world right now mm. i say about half of them are in asia and you think back to like what was it the seventies or sixties when mm. half of China was in famine? Exactly, like, exactly, you know, exactly. People have gone in like two generations from extreme poverty yeah. to like eating meat every day. Mm. It's great, and there's no reason why Ni- Africa, Nigeria, all of these got like I just, I'm just I'm so pessimistic about that shit, man. Like, it can happen. Like, I mean, corruption. It would need some level of like flushing, like a revolution, like t- level, but. Yeah. The way I see it is the charge being led by, like, again, Paul Kagame, Rwanda president, who, again, you look at Rwanda's um, development over the last few years, decades, it's amazing. Mm. It's amazing. Um, yeah, Rwanda so, was in pure famine. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, how long ago? Yeah. yeah. Um, Ethiopia, I feel like, is also... Know, Ethiopia, I feel like it also started to come up. Yeah, well yeah, def- definitely years. developing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you look at um when I see say France giving back artifacts to Ghana and other countries, whatever, the the cries starting to get heard. At least you've got Prime Minister Princess now who are actually calling out European countries to give that back, give that back. So we are a step towards getting our resources back. We're still a long, long way. Long, 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 long way. But at least I feel like there's there's people in power who have some kind of objective to do these things, not just to you know Continually line their own pockets. Yeah. 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 But it goes down to, as I was saying, I think 
the people in power in those African countries. You know, you've got, as you mentioned, two people, mm. but you've still got... 50-odd countries. Exactly, 50-odd <laughs> countries of people in power that have been built from, I will do about me. You know, I get there and... I will make sure my pockets are lined more than yeah. everybody else's. I mean, but this, it's the same for every... Look at our, our, our government here. It's just obviously we've got like a, a better starting a better, point. But. A better system <laughs> to, uh, well, like, how can I say, investigate corruption more. So there's more... I the, don't know. I, I, would, I wouldn't say that. I would just say, obviously, um, the corruption here is continuous, ongoing, and it's not really called out so much to speak. you still got like a fairly affluent middle class compared to other countries whereas in those countries it's the same people corrupting those leaders it's always the same our leaders kind of saying hey you know I'm gonna give you this 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 but you know mm. just just you know just do that for me or do that for me mm. um yeah i think you've got as much corruption here just it's not as highlighted as when you've got a country which is so polarized between the rich and poor mm. but i was i was more thinking of financially in terms of here there's more tracks there's more tracks and balances in terms of, for example, Boris Johnson becoming like siphoning on millions, siphoning millions. Well, to what's happened to him? <laughs> They're still in power. Richie Sunak. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's true. Still, but yeah. siphoning millions, like for example, in every Nigerian president, like you can go to their Swiss Governor. bank accounts, governors. You can go to their Swiss bank accounts, and they'll have millions and billions upon of of pounds stored right, away. So when we got the um the release of the what papers the other day. There have been um, two set of papers. There's a Panama Papers. Panama Papers. That you see, like, all the Western government's officials, they've been siphoning money the same way, probably way more than these people. But yeah, true. I don't I don't think there's there's no difference between, you know, embezzlement of uh, a Western leader. Or, but that there is there is a level of, like, when, there, when it isn't legal and it's actually frowned upon. I just remember living in, when I was in Nigeria, living in Ondo State, them being like a president, uh, governor election. This is Ondo State, one of the smaller, like, it's not a it's not money maker. It's yeah. not Lagos, exactly. And the amount of money this governor had embezzled in just four, five years, mm. it's, it's the levels that, like, you know that hospitals weren't built because of this money. You yeah. know that fucking uh, schools weren't built. Roads are still looking Roads like are, shit. Exactly. Yeah. Here, because it's, you know, that kind of upper class, that kind of like, you know, under the table kind of bit more, there's a bit more, I don't want to say class, but there's, there's a bit more the servants in a way. Like they need to be a bit more, a bit chill about their shit. I think it's a more sophisticated, sophisticated, um, sophisticated sense word, of embezzlement. Yeah. yeah, But like often that is, mm, I don't know. That's what I mean. I don't think it, I think it's just, there's more layers. But it's still influencing people. Someone's not getting a hospital built somewhere. <laughs> yeah. like, and chances are getting funding. Yeah, like, somewhere. Yeah, let's be real. To make the money, like a lot of our leaders might like send two countries to war and make money off of selling the arms kind of thing. Like it's more, probably more detrimental worldwide how leaders in the West make their money than like a leader in those countries yes. who are just kind of killing their own killing people. Killing their own people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you do with the fact that like the UK, for example, one of our biggest exports is weapons, like weaponry to the rest of the world. If there are no wars. Yeah, exactly. GDP takes a hit. We become a slightly poorer country. Exactly. We all have a poorer life as a result. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't bother me. I don't mind that. What bothers me is kind of the malaise of middle class living where... Okay, so either you accept that your country is is funded by weapons and you embrace it, or you say, all right, we'll let the money go and let's just be an ethical country. But it's kind of like, oh, kill no evil, see no evil. Let's just, <laughs> like, that is the kind of, I think that's like the root of evil. You know what I'm saying? That's mm. where evil thrives. Yeah, what's that saying? Uh, the uh, evil fry thrives when good men do nothing. Or something yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. What film is that from? Like yeah, I feel like it's a classic, a classic <laughs> it's film. A, it's a classic one. I don't know. Um, I like and I was just telling Chi the other day men? how much you're a film buff. I feel like it might be a few good men. All right, so this is a question we was asking the other day. So remakes, we're just gonna do like a little segment on um on remakes. Sure. So what off the top of your head, what remakes can you think of in the last few years that really like impacted you? Uh the Office is a classic. That's the easiest one. Right, The Office. I feel like that was the kind of basis for a lot of... Like, the thing, most remakes are rubbish, though. But, like, all right, so question. UK Office or US Office? US Office for me. 
What? I'm a UK office for me. I didn't really watch the US office that much. I thought it's like I'm UK, yeah. I I thought they just cornerized it. They took all like the kind of sophisticated nuance of the humor and just made it very slapsticky. Did you watch all of it? What the US one? Not the whole thing. No, I mean I watched it last the first two seasons. (laughs) Why did it get better? That is a lot to get into a show. So realistically, the first season is a carbon copy of the first season of The Office one. But like, it's American, so it's shit. Like, and then the second season is when they start to like, be like, maybe we should try and do our own thing. Mainly because the UK Office is only one season, isn't it? So, it's like two, two, three. So I feel like in the second season, they start, again, might be completely wrong. But, um, they started to change it from the first season. I feel like it became the US office, like what they went on for like eight more seasons. Mm. So like based on quantity, <laughs> like that's a big part of why I think the UK, the US office is better. There's, yeah, There's just so many watch. more episodes. Right? That's like, for me, that's like doing sweet, like America and, and, and England quantity over quality certain times. That it's is like, 100%. We're just going to mass produce this shit like McDonald's and churn it out. But sometimes you want like a good, one good burger. That's why there's so many black British actors in America. Exactly. Doing well because they have so much quantity, but their quality of acting. You think that's the reason? You think that's that's, the reason? Do you think so? Yeah, I think the British actors are, they are are better actors. It is shocking how Mm. many uh, black American actors are British. Yeah. Like that you wouldn't even realize. Yeah. Like that one who's in that DC show, um, the, uh, the, the Torch guy, the black kid. Who um, was in Legends of? Oh yeah, it was yeah. in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I see him the other day Just in, see him in, down in, in Hackney. In Hackney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? The short fella. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I forget his name, but I'm he, Javon. Ah, uh, uh, Javon. He was in DC he, Legends of he Tomorrow. Was, yeah, it was. Okay. Um, and then there's the one in that's in All American. There's a random TV show in America. It's actually called All American. He's playing this. How do you know American every football. TV show? Now? <laughs> Have you ever heard of his show? He's playing this American footballer, and I did not know till the second, maybe first season. This guy's British. Yeah. How long did it take you to figure out Idris Elba was British in The Wire? Oh, that broke American hearts. (sighs) That really did. That really had that hurt. Him and Hugh Laurie broke American (laughs) hearts because they thought, "Look at these smart, (laughs) capable American." Oh, they're British. Oh shit. Oh shit. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I remember what we were talking about today. Remakes. Remakes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But that's it. See ya. That whole point about quantity. It's a fair point, but it's not. It's not the only reason. It's also the fact that for about, I'd say, good six seasons, it's a really good, it's a really funny show. Like, I would give both of you give it another chance. Like, it is fucking hilarious. Mm. Um, I thought if I got skipped to season three, that's already a bad sign <laughs> for me. I don't know. You know, it's, it's a classic for a reason. Like, it's, I think it's the, probably the most watched, it was that, the most watched show. Yeah, it was. It was very while. big. But it then Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a big show, and I think that's that's terrible. But see, comedy is relative, though. It yeah. depends on your humor. I guess everything is. Yeah. So yeah well, I yeah. guess yeah, everything yeah. is. But, but comedy, comedy is strongly yeah. is yeah. because it. Some people like that slapstick, slapstick kind of comedy, yeah. and some people like more comedy that's not in your face. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so like, like yeah. Jason Bateman. <laughs> you know, some Jason, people like Jason that kind Bateman. of um, Fargo. <sighs> I, I've never got into Fargo. Uh, oh, rest okay. of development. Rest of development. <laughs> date night Your name date night shows that <laughs> a movie. what are Movies these things just... no what who Teen He's... Wolf huh Teen Wolf part 2 <laughs> what <laughs> no I mean Teen Wolf yeah but Michael J Fox yeah the one yeah. who played him in his part 2 <laughs> cause Michael J Fox didn't do the part 2 so I'm so they confused they Jason Bateman to play the Teen Wolf what like when we was young yeah, yeah. that was like Jason... one of his first films yeah, yeah, are you fucking kidding his... me Jason Bateman is basically one of these actors. He's a comedic Fucking actor, but Ozark. Just, Ozark. Yeah, that's what Man, I said. Oh, Ozark. You, yeah. you did not say oh, Ozark. I said Fargo. You said Fargo. Yeah, I, said Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also oh. like, I don't watch Fargo. So I was like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Fargo? Sorry, I meant Ozark, oh, okay. not Fargo. That dude, he he. he He's like the, I don't know, like, you know, that generic white man? Yeah, that like, it's a Lego person. You could put someone else <laughs> in his place and I'll be like, oh, that's him. Like, there's about two dudes in that Hangover movie who look. Oh, is he, is he in Hangover? Thing. No. Yeah. Is he, he not in Hangover? He's the, well, to be fair, the person who's in Hangover is basically the same. <laughs> yeah, there's two. <laughs> Ed Hemper? Ed, Ed I don't know, but the yeah. guy who's like, who gets kidnapped or whatever, like, the guy who's getting married, that to me is the same person. The guy who's got glasses on, he takes the glasses off, he's the same person. Well, you know they say that like uh, he's, got this, he's got this thing with you know there's there's like four white characters in total. And yeah, four white, can four all, white looks. They can all be re- re-replaced. Like you can put all the actors here, that actor there. 
this actor there. Like, in, like, you can see, like, okay, good examples. Like, I always see it in terms of, like, tier. So, one of those archetypes, for example, would be Leo. The Leo look. Leo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. If you can't get Leo, you go for the, ne- the, the next one down, let's say, like, a... Let's say a Ryan Ryan Gosling because Ryan like I know what you're saying Ooh, I put him in different brackets I put them they're probably both tier ones to be fair. yeah Ryan Gosling now ones. after now after the Oscar yeah. Ryan Gosling is tier fair. one that yeah is it's fair. work he won an Oscar yeah of course he did yeah for, for La La Land what? for La La Land what the hell was that so what was that about that was the one that wasn't that the one that beat Moonlight that everyone was really no, no, upset no, no, about no, they, oh, they didn't win fucking they didn't win shit oh no that's the one they said they said won it but yeah sorry and then the guy came out and was like we didn't win Okay, right. so a couple years ago at the Oscars, they got these two older actors, uh, to be fair, to come and give the best best movie award. Right. For some fucking reason. No, it wasn't their oh, fault. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, they yeah, called I think they gave it, I think they the, gave the wrong card. Oh, no, yeah. no, they misread it. And it was like the Blake, the black gay movie. The yeah, black yeah, gay movie yeah, actually yeah, won okay. it. But yeah. yeah. Did anyone actually watch that? I, I've never co- watched Moonlight, you know. We, it's we, been on my to-do list we, for so we, long. We did not embrace Moonlight <laughs> as a community. We like, did. It might have been a good movie. It is a good I'm movie. Like, ooh. Yeah, no, as in, it's and good. I've watched everything. And strangely enough, I, I'm not sure. I'm so close to watching But I really like Marshall Ali. He's a really good actor. Oh, he's a really good actor. Especially in, what's it called? Dead. Green Book? Dead. Mm, Green Book was good. Green Book's fine. I remember that looked too serious as a movie. But I was more thinking the Daredevil and the Punisher. He's oh, that, the was one. he Luke Cage? No, he's not Luke Cage. He is in Luke Cage. He's in Luke Cage. Yeah, he's the baddie. He's the baddie. Yeah, Luke Cage. I liked his role. I liked his role in that. Yeah, he's gonna be the new Blade as well. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He really wanted to get Denzel. <laughs> not Denzel. It's uh, Wesley Snipes to, to play it again. Did you like, see how skinny Wesley Snipes was he, looking at the Oscars? Nah, I didn't. Yeah, he was looking. <laughs> there's a picture of him. Yeah, wearing this uh, his suit. And it kind of looks like a like a boarding school, like these Nigerian boarding school <laughs> kids, like their whole full suit. <laughs> and there's him, and there's that kid. He like, might be getting in 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 shape for a role or something. He might yeah, be. Yeah, true. true. I feel like Wesley Snipes went to prison, and then he got just too prisoned. Like he just he's come back looking too <laughs> ratchet to be anymore. Like he just yeah, I feel like he had a he had a sheen to him before when he was in the <laughs> and he came out because he's like, what was that film? He what he did with all those other old action heroes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Expendables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just. Oh, my. Bro, what, what in the Captain Kirk is that? That's where the snaps on the left. That is a maddest outfit. <laughs> wow. So I really wish I could hold this up to the camera and let them see this outfit. <laughs> that, is, that is some, some Star Voyager. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, no, you need to you need to get one of those little boxes where you can put some shit. We'll superimpose it. Yeah, because people need to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so like you see Atlanta, yeah? You know Did the- you watch the new episode of Atlanta? Yeah. Is it out? Yeah, oh so you haven't seen it? No, no, I didn't know. Is that oh, out? I've watched two episodes I've watched on two. your thing. It oh, yeah. Up on Flex. yeah. You need to you need to cook up on my on my yeah, UE your, Flix. Your no? name's not on there. It's- yeah. Okay. Oh, I haven't told you about my UE Flix. No, oh, I've got UE Flix, Netflix. Anyway. Is that for Netflix? <laughs> no, so, no. Okay. I've got my own personal personal um, drive now. So everything he adds on there. Everything I download, oh, so I, I give the starting. logins. I've got my, I'm starting my own Netflix. It's called UE Flix. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Wildly legal. <laughs> Wildly very legal because of Plex. Mm. Shout you, out Plex. Shout out Plex. There's a lot of like weird Plex. independent films on Plex. I didn't really understand it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I didn't really understand it either. Yeah. I can kind of see where it's going. I got yeah. Plex like years ago mm. and it was trying to like, it was, uh, yeah, it was, Somewhere to you know what? Let's talk about this later. I watched this, uh, I watched a no, bad boy documentary on there. Basically, you I watched a documentary. Sorry, well, so I'm go on. In there. Like we talked about the '90s hip hop thing. Oh yeah, there's a documentary on um one of the guys from Outlaws, and I just thought like it's so good to have these independent platforms like that because when would he ever have like a documentary mm. that's like Netflix you know ain't I mean? gonna pay five hundred thousand? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's good <laughs> but documentary. How was it? It was good. Well, who, which one? Which one? Um, Napoleon. Oh, Napoleon. Okay. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I do. Of course, I was a big Outlaws fan. Oh, what the fuck? No yeah, one, I, nobody was an Outlaws fan. I was fan. a big Outlaws fan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It was the time when I was in Nigeria. I was in boarding school. Are you so serious? my boy was Idi Amin. Like, like we were members of the Outlaws <laughs> <laughs> in oh, boarding school. That's fascinating. I did not know they had a fan base. They was always like the guys at the end of the record with Tupac. Like, this is why the internet's a magical thing, man. Wow. No, this is before the, the internet. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> do you, now, do you have a favorite Outlaws can... verse? Oh, or a fa- who's your favorite Outlaw? Um, mine was um, who was it? Mine was hold on. He was Idi Amin. What's uh, 
you are looking like the worst fan. Fidel right Castro. Now. Who's oh really? Fidel. Okay. That was mine. It wasn't my favorite, but that was just my name. So oh, yeah, okay. that was just my name in the Outlaws. Okay. We weren't really like a. We listened to their tracks re- religiously. We more followed their their spirit. Okay, and that All was right. our outlaw just, spirit. Just like the fuck. School. We just like the fuck. Yeah, that was because right. obviously at the time we were. So basically, when you're in Nigerian boarding school, yeah, I w- I got sent to boarding school at an after finished secondary school. Yeah, so I was I'd done sixteen. I got sent back to boarding school back to yeah. like year nine. Oh, in Nigeria. Shit. Oh, so what you're saying is in my mind you were younger. So you yeah, were like 16 so plus. I was 16 plus. So, but I've got sent back to year nine. And in Nigeria, there's a thing where no matter what age, age you are, if you're in a year above me, you're my senior. Right. Yeah. And there was a few of us that were older than the people that were above us. Yeah. Right. And the people above us could tell us literally to do anything, like kneel down there, go and do this, go and do that, go and do this. Mm. And we just embodied the outlaw spirit because we weren't We're listening to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so that's kind of- the outlaw, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Fair. Who, yeah. Who, who are the other um, dictators in this? You said Fidel. Fidel, <laughs> Idi Amin, Hussein. Hussein. It's literally all the old dictators. That's basically what the outlaws were. Who of those dictators are still alive now? Well, either like dictators or the, or the rappers who no, use the their names. they use their names. Uh, the, the names that they use, just to I'm just... None of, the, who, yeah. none of them are alive still, isn't it? I don't, I e- don't know. Edie's dead. Castro's gone. Yeah. Hussein's um, gone. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, who's the last Gaddafi's person? gone. Gaddafi. That was Gaddafi died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gaddafi's gone. Yeah, they're all gone. All in yeah. horrible ways as well. Yeah. Enemies of the West don't live long. they weren't... Well, See, the question is... always... Was he? No, they, no, none of them started off. Like, yeah, there's all yeah, friends in the West when they needed them. Yeah. When they needed them. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, what are you doing now? That's that's too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, were they bad? Com- like, were they completely bad throughout? Nice. Or were they just portrayed by the West yeah, to no, be bad? Yeah, it's just who, who, who you're serving at the time. You, like, yes. served the yes, right yes, master. they were bad. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah. Go. Because if you're a dictator... By mm. virtue of being a dictator, you are above law. You but know, what's, who, say, so who says dictator though? Who says they were full-fledged dictators? If you weren't in power by a democratic, democratic election, if you're, in, you're a, a if you're in a country where democratic so democratic rule is a Western, very, isn't, that, very, isn't that a Western a Western um, ideology? I don't think it's a, I don't think necessarily like a strictly Western ideology because you look at democracy, it's like just a system of fairness in okay. in a sense where everyone gets to choose. But if you got a country now where every time you got someone in power, but that country you don't like, we're gonna start funneling money into the opposition. Mm. There's very you've now got to start really clamping down the opposition because you're seeing the same thing happen over and over again. So it becomes a thing where you have to suppress that side, and it becomes that because now you you can't have that kind of freedom of speech where you've got that side being militarized by another country and being almost yeah given a line to 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 spill. So yeah, you yeah it's hard to have a democratic process when they're going to kill you. <laughs> like, well, well, that's the point, though, isn't it? It is democracy is inherently hard. It is hard to to run a democratic nation, mm. and it makes a lot of sense to have one guy who's just like, well, I'll just do it all because you know you'll keep fighting with each other. But that is inherently what a dictatorship is when one person has no checks and balances. All right, so and that leads to fucking craziness. All right, so what I'll say, so say for instance, like someone like Corbyn. Right, so you wouldn't have like a dictatorship where you would say like, okay, we're going to kill him and you're not allowed to vote for him, you campaign for him. But what we will do, we've got a sophisticated system in place through the media where we will completely sabotage him. Sure. So you don't have to kill one. So you don't necessarily get democracy either, just kind of the illusion of democracy. I hear you, but like the problem... I think in this country, where the problem we have is that the government doesn't actually want to fix these problems. Like, for the most part, the government leans into the culture war that we're having. It likes that we're all fighting. It likes that we're super tribal. So I'm not saying that we have a perfect democracy in any sense, but I'm saying if you have a democracy, you're more likely to move towards fairness over time. Like, we're a lot fairer in this country than we were 20 years ago, for example. 40 years ago, it gets exponential. In all, even America, as shit as America, <laughs> like as much as America is on fire right now, mm. they're still progressing forward. And like 
people can try and make it seem that like you know people trying to be more inclusive or trying to be more open and shit is what's actually destroying countries but it's not mm. it's just a culture war that's it's it's pitching people against each other making them feel so anyway so that's to the side but we, we've had one government in power throughout most of this like social media up like uptick mm-hmm. and it's done nothing really effective to like actually address it so <clears throat> we are more likely to have someone come in and change it than if boris was a dictator and was like i'm the one in power and i'm going to now stop other countries from talking shit about me and talking shit about us because I have complete control. I hear that, but in a sense, like, so the same way they treat in Russia. So you now have, um, and the same thing with the COVID thing. So where you kind of had, maybe in previous years, you could be more controlled about things and things opened up to the point where you can hear these different voices. Now it's like they're sealing it back up again because, yeah, you can say, okay, we're not going to hear that point of view at all. Only the point of view we want you to hear not necessarily. I mean, like, you know, people ain't dying on the streets, like, dramatically, but it's not democracy as we're being sold it. As in, it's just not perfect. But, like, mm. with regards to, like, the... Like, what do you mean things are opening up? So... Uh, closing down again. So, in terms of um freedom of speech. So, now, you... If you have a certain set of views which don't align with what the system wants you to be saying you will be frozen off of social media platforms. Your things will be taken down. Like you've seen like channels like RT being taken off. You've seen people who speak on certain things, whether it be Joe Rogan or whoever, kind of being villainized for not having the same in line view. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, I hear you. And we're definitely talking a lot about that. We're talking a lot about all these people getting deplatformed and how mm. we're being silenced and shit. But Joe Rogan still has his platform. It is still the biggest, biggest podcaster podcast. in the world. Mm-hmm. Made the biggest podcast deal, deal that's ever Please been Please say made. how much it was. It's like 200 million. Exactly. Minimum. Like people have been looking into it and they're saying it's probably a lot more than that. Minimum. Minimum. So, you know, people like Joe Rogan saying that and... I'm a, I'm a fan of Joe. I, I, I haven't listened to it in a while, but it's, it's, it's entertaining. I don't get the whole vilification of it, but the people who have been deplatformed, mm. really deplatformed, you have to really look at like, uh, what's that idiot? Katie Hopkins. Um, or or I think Tony Robinson eventually maybe got deplatformed. It takes one, they give you multiple strikes. Wiley. Did Wiley get deplatformed? They took him off Twitter, yeah. Taking him off a lot of platforms. He's had to go on a whole new different kind of social. For what reason? Jews. Jews. For anti-Semitism. What is he saying about Jews? I can't remember. He said, what did he say? Something about complaining about Jews controlling the industry. Yeah, controlling the industry. Because his manager was, his manager's a Jew or something and he was stopping him from progressing. Wow. Yeah, you know, that's that the golden things you can't say anything about Jews or Israel. Like, that is like... So it's the same time again. Now you can say like there are, and again, I kind of address this in terms, you had all these new kind of platforms building up where you start getting voices contrary to the um, the regulated opinion. Because our parents, we kind of came up with like whatever the news said and that was it. Yeah. My so, parents are still like that. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Because you're geared into that mind frame and if you know it becomes like, oh, fake news or whatever, whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think the whole... Same as conspiracy theory, the, the creation of that title is the same thing. So now you've got like a concerted effort to downplay voices which aren't the mainstream voices. But what do you do though? What is the solution in this really? Because the reality is we now have this machine that anyone can just say any shit and it will spread like crazy. So mm. I know, I've never been a fan of censorship um, or anything, but... I also can't pretend like I haven't lived in this country for the last two years where I've seen all sorts of crazy shit being said. Like, and because there's that element of fear, it's spread like crazy. Now, so... I mean, so there's nothing, there's no, for me, there's no line between... So if that guy wants to say something that's crazy and that's on you to kind of use your judgment and say, okay, that sounds stupid or not. But it's not on them to say... You lot can't use your judgment. So we're going to silence all of that. And you just hear what, if this side were actually telling the truth, Mm. it would be fine. But if I'm just getting more rhetoric and lies while they're filling their pockets on this side, Mm. it doesn't really make um, sense to me, you know? For them, it makes perfect sense to control the narrative. For for me to 
live in a controlled narrative. It doesn't make sense. There's a lot of different things we're talking about here though, right now. For example, with the Wiley thing, it sounds like even though he had a personal grievance against a Jewish person, he took it to an anti-Semitic place. Yes. If you have a problem with someone and you're like, it's because the Jews are controlling the industry, that's an anti-Semitic statement. If you're a private company that platforms fucking half the world mm. and you're trying to create some level of like rules and regulations, you've got to start in the really obvious places. Anti-Semitism, racism, all the, all the homophobia. Sure, it gets really muddy when you like all of a sudden you're batting someone because they were having a personal disagreement with someone who was gay. And then even though they didn't reference the fact that they're gay, that, you know, they're now, they've now been blocked because they seen that as a hate. I'm not mm. saying it can't be muddy, but I'm saying it is fully within their rights. The fucking curtail people from saying certain shit on their platform. You don't want to be, you don't want at least from an optics point of view, like Twitter was created with the mindset of keeping it as free as possible. Like that was, the entire bent of the people. But it's not name? that anymore, is it? No, it's if, not. But functionally, because they've seen how many people it's killed. Like in India, they used to have um, they used to have uh, honor killings where they'll kill someone for killing a, a Muslim person for killing a cow. It used to happen like once or twice a year. It now happens like seventy times a month because someone would just go on fucking Twitter and be like, "Oh, this fucking Muhammad down my road killed a cow yesterday." It will fucking spread on WhatsApp or spread, and then they'll, and they'll go and kill him. Mm. So many of these things, so many, like everything we have in this country is chill compared to what's happening in all these um, countries because mm. they don't have moderators because they don't have they don't speak English. So if you're not on an English platform, like I mean, Twitter is not an English platform. It's, it is an English platform. Is it? An, I mean, it's a global platform. It's a huh? global platform, and it translates into different languages. Mm -hmm. But the bulk of moderators who are watching the shit that gets said on it are English speaking. Oh, English speaking. English speaking. Okay, yeah. that's different. So, yeah. Yeah. all of the shit that gets said in other in other languages is basically it, just out there, just, just allowed to uh, allowed to proliferate. And those are the open ones. WhatsApp, which is a closed social media platform, is twenty billion times worse yeah. because people can just. That's why they started to do. So none of these companies wanted to censor anything for the longest time. Oh, that is fine and square if you have censors which are coming from a good place coming from a balanced place if now you can't say anything against israel but you can say whatever you want against palestine that's not yeah. balanced that's not balanced um censorship so i think that is the main problem is who's censoring us i agree I money do. people it, that control the money yeah that's yeah. you know larry think of them <laughs> I agree, but I don't. I do think. I, I think there's a problem that we can't talk. Uh, we can't talk about the fact that. Now you think. <laughs> you keep dropping that name in there till we get killed. Do you know who Larry people learn. Uh, no, but okay. until we get killed, I probably don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just leave, leave me out of that one. But um, but what I was going to say is that, like, yeah, I do think it's weird. For example, that people call out the Israeli state for atrocities against Palestinian people and then it gets wrapped up in anti-Semitism. It's a really good tool that gets used a lot by mm -hmm. a lot of powerful people. Not just Jewish people, a lot of powerful people who are just trying to silence. And that's the problem with the culture war. It just gives everyone a bullet that they can just use mm. whenever they want. Mm. But I just don't believe in any of it. I just think it's all bullshit. I just think it's all narratives. It's all just narratives being created. I'll give you a perfect example. I was thinking about this. I was listening to the one you did last week. And... Um, uh, when you guys were talking about that uh, trans athlete who uh, transitioned, yes. mm -hmm. went from number 400 and some shit to number one. To number one. Like, do you remember a couple of years ago where there was another trans athlete who uh, transitioned and she was like, uh, when he was a man, um, he was like not, not really high up in the weightlifting and yeah, then transitioned that, yeah. to a woman yeah. and like broke all the records yeah. and shit, yeah. right? Do you remember, like, do you remember the story following it? Like when she was no. because the whole story, the whole arc of that story was this person's transitioned to a man and to a woman and is now breaking all the weightlifting things. Can't wait for the Olympics when she's gonna get all the gold medals and shit. Is this what you want, woke America, woke blah 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 blah? None of those stories happened. We just kind of moved on. It's because like you can't just fucking say I'm a man, I'm a woman now, and be that thing and, and do that sport. You have to they test your testosterone regularly, they can't they won't let you in until you've Look at a certain level of testosterone. So when she went back in for the competition, when she was actually at the the official regulated guidelines, she wasn't shit. She didn't win. Right. So it's like all of these stories get created because we've gotten to a place, for example, now where most people, if you're like, 
this person wants to identify as a woman and wants to live her own shit. Most people are like, I don't care. Do your own thing. That doesn't get the anger it used to. Before, all you need to say was there's a there's a gay person in your village, and <laughs> then, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and yeah. it would be pitch, pitchforks and yeah, go and yeah, burn them down. Yeah, yeah. So it hasn't got the anger. So they need to now find ways to make us basically say this line. That's not fair. That's not fair. And once you get people into that, and there's so many ways you can do that. And with the trans athletes, that's one way. Mm. With uh, fucking, what's another good example? I don't know. Will but, Smith. <laughs> Let's get into Will Smith. Like, oh, this fucking guy. You've died to jump. I know. That's the, that's the only thing I've been consuming for weeks now. Me, anyway. I'm the most upset that Samuel L. Jackson won his first Oscar given to him by Denzel Washington. Did he win an Oscar? What? And the Oscar did not air it. No, the don't Oscars lie. did not air it. Bro. Are you serious? He won a lifetime. His first Oscar, he won the. They call it something special, but it was a lifetime Oscar. Denzel Washington presented to him, gave him a whole speech, blah blah blah. Then presented him the award. They didn't. They didn't air it. I've not even heard of it. Exactly. Raw. Because we because we've been talking about Will Smith. We beat we beat the Oscars. The, but the deepness of it is that like I've also seen a bunch of articles where like well other than the Will Smith thing, here are some other great things that happened. Be, exactly. Know, and it still didn't hear anything. Still about didn't hear I nothing. Did not know that at all. What did he win the um, Oscar for? Sorry, it was like a lifetime like a lifetime achievement kind of thing. Oh, okay. They called it something special. Because people Let thought Will won that. Like, that's something I heard. People thought Will had won that, but he no, won he won best, best actor. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For King Richard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good film though. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah I still yeah. ain't. I still ain't. No, it's a good it. film. Very I good will film. watch I it. I think he portrayed him like it made me. Uh, it made me look at Serena, Venus, and the father so much, so completely different. Mm. Um, and he portrayed it brilliantly. One thing, one question I heard yesterday was why is a film about two of the greatest female uh, athletes of all time based uh, around their dad? dad? Yeah. Oh, that's just well, problematic. Just being problematic. That's exactly it? because they're still technically. One, is that dad still alive, yeah? Or is he dead? Yeah, no, he's alive. He's yeah. still alive. One, I think they're still in their in their career, yeah? Sure. And they have more than enough time for a movie to be done about their career. Mm. Like, this was just the start and it was about yeah. their dad. I, I think and that their story, the amazingness of their story is to do the upbringing, which really is the drive yeah, of their dad. Exactly. Sure, 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 sure. sure. That makes so, sense. I don't. I I just think people just like to yeah. yeah. So, you people know like I mean? to complain. Exactly. It's like if we get a be we get this Destiny's Child biopic. Really, it's got to be a Matthew Knowles biopic. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see the life of Matthew. You don't care about Beyonce. You just want to see what happened with Matthew. How did he make this happen? Uh, it's a very valid point. Um, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Look, a whole big Oscar. Look, John Travolta. Uma Thurman, what? Samuel L. They all reunited at the Oscars oh, to give I him his whole Oh, I saw that picture thing. of them looking at suitcase. Oh, is that where... They, yeah, they all to give him his whole award. They did the whole thing. I'll Why did so, they not If I was Samuel, TV? I would be so mad at Will Smith. I would he take it to the Will side Smith after the... He gave the biggest handshake. Like, he hugged him. Like, he yeah. he in that handshake was like, I respect what you did right yeah, there. Yeah, Kyle we went to slap a nigga on stage for years. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, he's got that energy. This is what someone was saying, though. It was like, you have to understand, all these Hollywood folks, like, they... They hate the fact that they have to go to that thing and have someone make fun of them all yeah. because they're the most privileged, special people on earth. No one ever talks shit to them. You can and see then, the ones that can have it. You can see the ones that like they really don't. But like even it. the ones that can have it, like it's it's still acting as far as I'm concerned. Because no one think about how <laughs> how rare it must be for Will Smith to hear anyone say a negative thing about him. Mm. Like oh wait, wait, wait. I'm taking back what? to Will Smith. I'm taking back wait, to Will Smith. Well, in the last three years. How often to do you him. think Will Smith hears something negative to about him? To his face. I do. I feel like, I don't know because he's a big dude, a, but I, I feel like people probably shout for the window. No. August. I wish. I want. I Where's want. your wife, Will? <laughs> like, bro, you can look at the guy and see he's, he's under, he's under some real trauma. He's, but, I, but this is what I'm saying. I feel like he, I feel like the last few years has been him actually for the first time experiencing any level of challenge really <laughs> since he was like maybe since, 16 exactly like he's he had a, a like a literal a, a storm of a career mm. like ever since he did um the, the space film like in, in independence, independence day. day literally he's the only actor to have 10 consecutive hundred hundred million, million grossing films yeah so i say something real messy can't be real speculative and messy so like if you look at it you know, like a lot of the rumors about Will Smith and you know some of the activities he engages in in his private life. Oh, that Will Smith's gay. 
Um, yo, yeah, well, yeah, has indulged in things, and there's always like, oh, he done that to get his break at a certain point. Okay. And Independence Day is like when they say, well, that's when he boom boom, and then from then it went like that kind of thing. What's <laughs> putting that out there? But is it what would that? Is it? I don't. I don't find it hard to believe that a lot of actors, male and female, did something like that's Harvey Weinstein's entire business model. Exactly. Was, yeah. Are you fit? Will you have sex with me? Then you get a role. <laughs> like, so, like, I don't think, I, I don't well, know. Hollywood's the most corrupt place. It's the, most, the corrupt, most corrupt, sickening fucking place on earth. Yeah, but, very yeah. sickening. Like, it's, but, like, that still doesn't account for the consecutive 10 movies. Yeah. It maybe gets you that first one through the door. I don't know. So, you're in a Hollywood party and you. But does it get 100 million people? 100, 100 million, million people, like, watching your film? It oh, the, I mean, 100, uh, like, yeah, grossing, yeah, gross, like, yeah. Get, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a certain budget of film that's going to be pushed a certain way, then it's no, going to it's We've had so many Carter. big budget films in this world, in this time. So many big budget films. Mm. Not I'm, not saying, you don't, I'm not saying you don't have to have talent, but I'm saying it's definitely conceivable that some people will get breaks because of things that they do. 100%. I mean, that's how Hollywood works. Yeah. No, it's not uh, to do right, with okay, whether so they cool. got talent, whether the movies would have been big anyways. Okay, it's cool. So... You get the break, yeah? You do whatever you do. You get the break and you get that role, yeah? Mm. But what I'm saying is that role and technically that film doesn't necessarily grant you the success. No. Not even a little oh, bit. Oh, no, yeah. Of course not it even does. a little bit. No, no it does. Of course it bloody does. I'll give you a perfect on, example. Man. I'll give you, you if a you get perfect... Pla- getting platform doesn't grant you a certain level of success. So even to get the looks to get those movies, to get to be that, get that, that shot of that Hollywood A-list in Hollywood, obviously, there's been certain movies that you know are going to be the big roles for this year. Mm-hmm. Now, certain people know there's only a certain list of people that are going to get those roles. To get into that echelon, people live and die in Hollywood never get into that platform. You understand? Sure. So, it is like, obviously, anyone who's not got there looks at it like, whoa, what did they do to get there? Um, It is like, yeah, it is a privilege to be on that certain level and not everyone makes it there. It's not like... It's not like if you're in that you're in that level, you're going to have success because you're going to be in that film, that film, that film, well, that film. Right. We're, saying, we're not though. talking about it success. It doesn't guarantee you. Cool, you're going to be. You're already a list actor. You're already mm-hmm. that person that's going to get this big multi million pound role. Yeah, mm. you're already that successful. Yeah, mm. but you've got there. You've done to get there. Yeah, and now you've done this film. Yeah, this film isn't guaranteed. Even though you are that A-list stuff. Nothing, I'm talking nothing, guaranteed nothing in terms guaranteed, of- but there is definitely more chance of... There are movies that are made in Hollywood which are made to be blockbusters. Yeah. So and if it doesn't happen, it's a flop. And it's a flop because the expectation is that this movie with that budget, that director... Yes, it's meant is to going be. To, yeah, it's meant to be that status of movie. Yeah. But we have so many flops. So many flops. Yeah, you there have are, flops. There, yeah, yeah. there are significantly more flops than blockbusters. Yeah. Like, mm. yes. Like, as in, this is what we're talking I, about. All right, so revenue, like literally revenue. Like compare the revenue they sure. used to make the film and the revenue they made from box office. I'm yeah? not sure what the point of this There's is. There's more flops than the there is The point of hits. this is that like, even if Will did the most debauched, <laughs> the most fucked up shit ever, like he, you know, he... Whatever, whatever he did whatever yeah. he did mm. that he probably probably didn't even do but whatever it wouldn't have guaranteed him anything more than Independence Day because the only thing that guaranteed Will another role after Independence Day was the performance of Independence Day in the block office, blocks, box office mm. in the box office mm. because I know this because like it's one of my favourite things is to watch actors get to this point where they're like about a, a great example is um the guy who was in Lone, uh, John Carter a couple of years ago. Mm, mm. He was in John Carter and Battleship. The two biggest. Blockbuster, blockbuster, they made, they, they spent, spent so probably much close money. to a yeah. billion on both of those films. Mm-hmm. Two different studios. This is him. He was in like this. Uh, what's that fucking show? Um, Sunday Night Lights, I think. He was like the lead in that for a few years. I think he'd done one little role and everyone was real buzz. And this was his year. And this is what happens with all these actors. They have a year where they're like, where essentially a studio invests in you and like takes a chance on you. You're mm. going to be the next big star. And he, they put, and they were really confident in him. They put him in two huge movies. Right. Both of them flopped and he didn't do another movie for like three years. And then when he did, I think it was like a beam, like his career was, oh, he missed his chance. And it happens to Arnie Hammer. Another great so example. many. Cool. Arnie Hammer's the guy who played the Winklevoss brothers in the first uh, social network. He's in Sorry to Bother You. 
Do you remember that one with um, the guy from uh, Malik? Uh, from I remember Atlanta? So, yeah. yeah. He was the the guy anyway. where he was trying to he was working in the building and he's trying to Atlanta. You know the other guy in Atlanta, uh, the Nigerian one, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. He's, he's in Sorry Not Sorry to Bother You. You need to watch that film because it's, it's fucking good. Um, but it only came out a few years ago yeah. as well. It's got uh, what's that incredibly attractive woman in it? Tessa Thompson. It's got Tessa Thompson in it as well. Mm. Um, film is so outrageous. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so good though. It's like a black indie. It's the only yeah. black indie film I've ever seen. Something. Is he living in his garage in the film? Yeah. I saw that trash. It's no. weird, isn't it? <laughs> but the white guy at the end. The white guy at the end. I ain't got the twenty whip. minutes of that film. <laughs> oh, it, gets, it gets better. It gets so much better. Well, you don't got patience, well. Oh, well. You know, just sit there and watch two seasons or something, which is shit, to get to the first season and say it's good. Like no, that's a hard fact. I've done that more than once. More than once. I've done Crazy. that seven seasons. Are you sure, bro? Because I'm like episode six of season two. Um, all right, but yeah. Anyway, he had the same thing where did a good movie, wasn't that big. Did like put right, him in listen, like look, 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 look. I'm not debating the fact that like you have to um once you you have to have hits to get True. cast again. But what I'm saying is that to get to that point, oh and I'm not even standing on the point, oh you have to suck dick to get that point. I'm just saying that is a point of contention. Mm. But a lot of people feel like to get those breaks, you need to do certain things. You hear the thing about, oh well, they don't cast black people still they start to do a role. Um, wearing dresses or something but it's always been that kind of tension again I am not saying um, I believe it or don't believe it but I'm saying like yeah to get into that position to be cast in the mm. movies in they the do first say place that, yeah. is, it's, it's like Moonlight privilege. won this first Oscars because it was a homosexual film they say that it was one of the first black films to win an they Oscar you know Will that. Smith done a, a movie where he's like a homosexual teenager um, yeah, in bef- before, and that, that was just before Independence Day right yeah, six yeah. degrees of okay so <laughs> That's kind of weird that... As in, what are we... I'm not, again, I'm not listen, standing on that. I'm not but, definitely what, not saying the, the that. You're not even Will Smith is on. a very talented individual and he deserves all of the uh, movies he got after Independence Day, including Hancock, because he... <laughs> <laughs> the sarcasm in that was just, just, just terrible. No, nah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping off that point because I've made my point about yeah, this. That's yeah. why people kind of felt like there was something... Cool. As in people, you can say that about a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I feel Music. like when I was growing because up, he went into Scientology. That was another big. Yeah. Hot, that was another no, big. Will Smith went into Scientology. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Will oh, Smith. Went in, yeah, this Will is, Smith this has been one, one of the, the most um, him convincing arguments for why he slapped Chris Rock. Actually, was um so yeah he invent, he bought this school or like donated towards this school like like one million dollars or ten million. I'm not sure towards the Scientology school, even though they all deny being Scientologists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like all friends of Scientology, donating to Scientology. Anyway, this guy was saying how a common thing in Scientology is t- to slap, the open palm slap when people are misbehaving, when you feel like you've been disrespected. It's like something they teach and they teach it in the school. And he was saying how like Tom Cruise even does it, mm. but he doesn't do it physically. He does it with this thing where he like, he'll lower his fucking tone. He'll like, it's almost like a fucking visual slap. But it's like, it's basically a kind of mindset they teach with in and he was like this is the kind of toxic shit he's learning out there of course he's gonna think that this is the right reaction i mean i ain't gonna lie i I don't know any scientologists and i've seen many a person get slapped so like i don't yeah i hear that i do hear that many people go on stage and fucking slap another i don't know nah not so much so many reasons why he would have done that like yeah i mean talk talk shit about my wife i don't think you need to be a scientologist to uh you see the joke that i put on there on the trello um no. <laughs> so obviously, Chris Rock said the thing about about Jada. Will laughed and then looked left at Jada and goes, "What do you think Tupac would have laughed?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I did see that. I did see yeah, no, that's a horrible pressure. You know? Oh, yeah. he talk, he talks about that still to this day, and it's like. I just feel, honestly, anyway, yeah, that's that's a horrible pressure to have in your relationship. I was listening to a, another guy talk about it, and he was saying how, um, how, like, people, and this is the thing that I thought he was trying to say in, the, in, in his acceptance speech, where he was like, I've been playing King Richard for last year, and the world is asking me to do this and do that, and people were like, even King Richard actually made a statement, like, Richard, their dad, made a statement being like, violence is never acceptable, why are you bringing me into your shit? But <laughs> anyway, but like, some someone was saying how he changed a lot over that year because he really tried to take in... Like he did the whole method He did the method acting mm. thing, and one of his female co-stars apparently um, was on another radio station a couple of months ago where she was like, she wrote him a letter, Will Smith, a letter being like, I'm not getting... 
basically, long story short, I'm not getting equal pay. Like, I'm, my pay is quite a bit lower. And how he took it upon himself, like, really to, to make sure this woman and a whole bunch of other actors, like, got... So he started to really embody this whole mindset of, I will fight for my family, no matter what it takes. And I think that's clearly, like, started to melt into his, like new personality because i feel like his ego has grown quite a bit over the last few years and i feel like he now thinks of himself as a bit of a black savior like he needs to he needs to i feel like I'm, we're a couple months i do feel like he's where's, 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 where's the door open oh shit yeah, what time is it it's one o'clock oh all right oh, easy fella yeah. all right <laughs> Yeah, um, but don't, don't, don't worry, we'll, we'll go to the electric cut off, man. You didn't get him. So, um, yeah, I'm, go on. Yeah, so anyway, so this guy was basically saying that the Fresh Prince is maybe gone and King Rich is all that's left, and this is a, this is just a, like, think about the trauma he's gone through. Everyone just mocked him for his wife dating his fucking That's son. what I think really need to look at. I, I don't want to like over, like, psychoanalyze Will Smith. Yeah, um, I know, I feel like it's reductive. Yeah, like, it's, yeah it's, it's kind of, yeah, redundant. It's been angry. overdone. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, I remember doing, like, English literature before, right? And there'd be like thesis work on like what this person meant by this line. And so right, I always feel like it probably just meant like this one thing and Uno just like come up with like 5,000 different reasons of what it means or whatever. And that's the same but as yeah, this. You might, yeah, you might just have a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. His wife looked at him a certain way for fuck that so, shit, man. Fuck that shit and yeah. he yeah. went up there yeah, and did yeah. it. Yeah, Toxic. And but this yes, is the go. problem. We all just judge life like it's at content now. Like I, I did comparative literature at uni and I'm, that's why I'm going through all these different... Wait, but in the back of my head, I know it's just he lost his temper. He's got a fucking huge ego. He wanted to slap Chris Rock. And yeah. It, it is all content creation now because the next day I saw like every platform every had like, platform. oh, well, this is a different angle. They're like, well, oh, yeah. How have you learned to control your temper? It's the stresses of marital dilla dilla. <laughs> Dude, you slap someone like Will Smith and it's like it's fucking it is. Yeah, it's it's that's why I didn't want to touch this. Yeah, yeah, this episode. We're going into it. So. But yeah, it was uh, another good episode. We didn't get into F- the aliens. We didn't get into a lot of things. Oh, of <laughs> subject you've, get got into. Come back. you've got to come back. You've got to come back. You've got to come back one of these days. Yeah, man, we appreciate having you here. It's definitely been um a very, uh, very knowledgeable um conversation yeah, indeed brought a lot to the bro. table i just enjoyed sitting there watching you two just conversate <laughs> and just go through it battle it out yeah, it was great it's good at uh, uh, what age did you feel more intelligent than your younger than your older brother uh i don't know when i grew conscious i guess <laughs> <laughs> he says so this is what i was gonna bring up he says something last week right and this is what he said and i was like oh my god how do i let get away with that he was like oh um african households are more studious whereas caribbeans <laughs> Studious. studious, I know, and the fact that he's Caribbean, studious. But then he says he says studious, and I thought, oh my, no, 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 you said studious. That was a thing. So the whole the whole thing was like, oh, we are so studious. (laughs) You used the wrong word. It's like, no, how did I let that go? How did I let that go? (laughs) Oh, but yeah. Well, next time. Next time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it's been. Uh, as we say, it's been a beautiful soul episode five. Wrapping it up, that episode felt like it went so quick. It so really quick. did. I feel so tired. You know, no, we still got an hour. We still got an hour on our show. You know, which is good. Signing out, myself, Yui, Mr. T, and our special guest, F. Cheese, Ooh, cheese. Fly. See you later, guys. Peace. <laughs>